Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sticky Note Marketing, your source for what's working now in terms of leadership, marketing, and building your brand. I am your host, Mary Zarnecki, and I am thrilled to bring you the next in our series of expert interviews. Today, I've got with me Jen Mulligan. She is the Director of Marketing Services at Swedish Match in North America. She is based in Virginia, and she and I got the chance to meet recently at a workshop where we got to talk all about things related to marketing technology and its influence on the customer experience and customer journey. So as part of the uh, role I play as a faculty instructor for the Association of National Advertisers, I get the chance to get in the room and really talk to folks that have got their hands and what's going on now, really influencing the reactions, the connections that they're building with their audiences like you. And so today I'm really excited to bring Jen into the conversation and let her share with you some of the nuggets that I observed being in the room for four hours with her team. I was struck by the fact that there was this cohesion, this connection, this engagement that was palpable in the room. And I had to reach out to her after the workshop and actually ask the question, how do you do that? <laughs> right? Because I'm in hundreds of rooms with different brands, different teams, different organizations around the country, around the world. And I see a lot of different types of company cultures. And for me, I was really struck by the obvious level of respect and obviously uh, a very strong level of care that she brings to developing her team, enabling her team, and bringing things like that workshop to help them develop not only in their current role, but also in their career. So I think uh, today's conversation is gonna be really interesting. I know Jen's got a few core golden nuggets to share with you today. So listen up, get your sticky notes out, get ready to take notes. And welcome, Jen, to the Sticky Note Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much, Mary. I'm excited to be here with you. Terrific. Well, I know a little bit about your background, but I know uh, one thing my community is always interested in is, okay, we know where she is now, but how did she get there? What came before? So tell us a little bit about your role now and then where, where that all started. Okay, great. Um, so I work for Swedish Match. Uh, we are a tobacco and nicotine manufacturer, and I'm the director of marketing services there. So on the marketing services team, we have a few different groups uh, that support our brand teams and their efforts. And we've got our digital marketing team, our marketing analytics team, and then also our consumer engagement team. Um, so I've been with Swedish Match for about six and a half years. And prior to that, uh, I was working in the healthcare industry. So I went from healthcare to tobacco. <laughs> yeah, well, we have that in common, right? I mean, I've spent, what, 10, 15 years around healthcare? So yeah. I think that's something else we dive on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I started out in healthcare. Um, out of college, I, I went into healthcare staffing and did that for a number of years. Um, when my kids were little, I, uh, I actually went to work with my mom and my sister in the real estate business um, and would you know bring the, the baby carrier along as I was showing houses and clients just loved it and ate it up. Um, and, and then I was, uh, went back to healthcare um, when the kids were getting a little bit older and um, got back into marketing um, that I just absolutely love. Um, and yeah, and so then now I'm, I'm at Swedish Match and um, it's been great. Fantastic. Well, I, I can only imagine that the resilience it takes to you know help with real estate being on the front lines during houses, some of that may 
help in the current role, right? So a few of those frontline nuggets. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's that um, the people skills and building relationships and connections, it definitely helped. Awesome. Well, like I said in the intro, one of the things that really struck me after spending four hours working with your team on these uh, exercises and workshops was really the connection that they had with you and that you had with them, and also the way that they built each other up. I work with a lot of teams and we do exercises and you know implement some of the frameworks we're learning in the workshop, and sometimes there can be almost a palpable tension, and it was the opposite in your case. And so I'm fascinated, you know, what is it that enables that kind of cohesion and that kind of culture and community with your team? Yeah. Um, well, I think part of it, I know part of it is, is definitely the people. Um, it's a great group. Um, I, I'm really, really fortunate. And, uh, you know, I think another piece of it is a mutual respect. Um, you know, having respect for the folks on the team and uh, working to connect with them and, you know, understand what makes them tick and what's important to them. Um, because it's it's different for everyone. Uh, that's definitely something that I've learned. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's that mutual respect um, that everyone has for each other and, and everyone does, you know, pitch in and, and, uh, and help out. Interesting. No, I, I like that. The fact that, you know, you really do have to respect those that you work with. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. It's not going to come together. So I was speaking on another episode with uh, someone who was emphasizing the, the importance of the first 90 days, right, in a role. So if you were to think back to starting to, to build that type of respect in your team to foster that, was there anything that you specifically did in the first 90 days, first 60 days, or, you know, first six months, first year that, you know, someone who's listening today might be starting a new role. A lot of people are changing jobs right now that you'd recommend they consider or think about or even implement getting into that that role, trying to set up that mutual respect and, and teamwork effort. Yeah, um, I'd say talking and, and getting to know everyone on the team. Um, that was one of the first things I did was just you know, setting up time with every single person on the team to understand who they are, um, what what they like about their current role, you know, what they're not happy with, um, and then listening to their ideas um, and, and trying to use that to, again, build those connections and um, help guide the team uh, in, in the right direction. So I think that's important. Yeah, it's funny. I just One of the roles I just took on was an adjunct professor role, and we had to actually be students before we could teach our first term. And one of the lessons that really stuck with me from that training was how do you build rapport, but also help instruct, right? So how are you helping to develop, but also then build that rapport? So I, I love what you just said about it's really listening and actually setting up time, not just assuming that, oh, well, I'll figure out what they like as we go along and working together, but have intentional space. Yeah. For and that. you know, you bring up um, development and that's such an important piece too understanding where they want to go in their career, um, what they may want to do next, and trying to help think, you know, think of ways of developing them and um, pushing them outside of their comfort zone and working with other teams to develop new skills and that sort of thing. So that's, that's an important piece too. I love that. So 
as you're going along, so continuing this role, obviously you, you're getting people new on the team. Some people may have been there for decades, right? Um, what do you do to make sure that that conversation continues, right? So that maybe as their goals change or their life dynamics change and their, how do you stay up to date with that? Do you have a regular cadence? What do you recommend? What are you seeing as a best practice? Yes, so we, um, at Swedish Match, we have our our performance improvement plan, you know, where we're um, setting goals and talking through accountability. And um, I think there are some teams within the organization, as with any organization, where uh, the manager is is not really behind that or passionate about it and um, following through with that. And that's something that ever since I have been um, with Swedish Match and in my my prior um, roles before coming to Swedish Match, I have been lucky enough to always have a manager that feels strongly about about doing that and sitting down and and having those discussions um, at least twice a year. Um, so I I do that with all of my team, um, and you know it's always. It's always uh, saying, you know, if there's anything here that we're discussing that's new, um, then I'm not doing my job right. You know, it's that constant communication uh, mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, so, yeah, I think having that um, every six months and 12 months is really important. And at the end of that discussion, um, it's always, you know, talking about what other things um, they're interested in doing and, you know, um, what type of training and development opportunities they're looking for and that sort of thing. That's fantastic. I love that. If it's new, I'm not doing the job. I missed something, right? (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) It's a good check. Um, So you mentioned there, you know, what training, what development, thinking and understanding and knowing what their goals are, what, what can we provide to them? How can we enable them? Obviously, I know that you support them through the training available and membership available through the ANA. What else have you seen as great opportunities to to bring that continued development to your team? Is there anything that you're seeing out there that's also really working for them? Well, um, so well through the ANA, you know, there's the webinar options, um, and and then also you know bringing in the facilitator. Um, we're working with some other partners as well uh, that have the you know online learning systems, mm-hmm. um, and and also bringing in facilitators uh, through those other platforms as well Um, and also conferences you know trying to to get folks out and networking with other people and really trying to encourage them to learn about new tools that are out there um, and and bringing them back to see if it's something that we should be investing in. I love that. Yeah, it's it's a fun time right now because we've got some conferences that are back live, some are virtual, some are hybrid, yeah. so we can kind of participate at all these different levels. Yeah, which has been really great because there are some folks that are so ready to get out there, myself included, um, and, and then we've got folks that, that are, you know, not quite ready, um, and so they've been doing the online trainings, uh, so it's been really helpful that, that now uh, there are those options for online. Definitely. Well, I, I have to applaud because, I mean, coming from healthcare and being in regulated environments, you know, at different points in your career, I know from my experience, you know, working and having to deal with medical, regulatory, legal, and, and all of these different things, markets change, right? I mean, to be honest, I don't think anyone's working in a marketplace right now that we aren't constantly experiencing change. But yeah. when you're working in a regulated environment, it's even more important to stay up to date. So I think encouraging your team like that to, you know, 
talk to colleagues, talk to others in the industry, get out there, whether it's virtually out there or <laughs> physically, um, is, a, is a great way to stay up to speed on what, what's truly going on. Because we can get so entrenched, at least in my experience, in our bubble, that we might miss something. Yes. So. Awesome. Um, so let's go back to a little bit about you, more about you. So I would love to know, I'm always intrigued and folks that are, are doing great things for their teams, for their brands, for their organization, what inspires you, right? So was there a mentor, a philosophy, a book that you read, a person that really inspired you and in a way has created the person and the philosophy that you hold now? Yeah. Um, so I, I've got to say my mom. <laughs> um, she, you know, when I was, I guess, fifth grade or so, uh, her and my dad were divorced and she had not been working. Um, so she found herself needing to kind of start over and, you know, figure out what she wanted to be when she grew up. And, um, you know, she, she had some money from when her father had passed away. Not a lot, but she had some money. Uh, stashed away and she decided she was going to get into real estate and and she took that and really used so much of it to build a brand for herself within our community and it was it was so cool to see what she did Um, you know someone who hadn't gone to college um, and just got out there and you know networked like crazy um and you know she's she's a people person like I am she's an extrovert and and she loves that and thrives on that and watching her push herself outside of her comfort zone and you know do these networking groups and um trying to learn people in the industry and uh it just it was really cool to see her build this name for herself um and you know everyone in town knew her and knew her business and um, so that was really inspiring for me. I love that story and I love what you said about her really building a brand for herself. Did she think about it like that or was she just doing it? I I don't know I don't know that she did think about it that way. (laughs) I I think she just went into it knowing you know there's a lot of realtors out there and if if I'm gonna get people to you know give me business I need to advertise I need to get my name out there um, and so, you know, this was a long time ago. And so it was, you know, the postcards in the mail and, um, you know, those still work. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. <laughs> the flyers though and everything. And, um, and, you know, and working to get her, herself a website and it was just really cool to see her go through that process and be so successful. That's fantastic. I love that story. Yeah. And I know a lot of our um, listeners, a lot of the folks from the community, even if they you know, are still a business leader in a larger enterprise corporation, might be dabbling in their own careers, writing a book, doing a podcast. I also know we have a lot of folks, uh, I'm sure we have real estate agents listening, um, and I think that they'll find that really inspiring. So, And it's true, right? No matter what role, <laughs> what market you're in, you do have to stand apart, right? There are a million other things that they could choose other than us. So yeah. how do we create that irresistible connection and really establish that brand? So I love yeah. that story. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the past and the future. So looking back, if you could have done 
something different, whether it was take an extra class in college or travel the world or, you know, go for a certain promotion. Was there something that in the past you might have done over, might have done differently? I don't know that I can think of something I would have done differently, but something that I wish I would have known previously uh, when I was a new manager um, was I wish I would have known how important culture is. Um, So early on in my career, when I was managing teams, um, I just, work was work, right? Um, And it, it was, you know, pushing everyone to be successful and have the team be successful but I really didn't know how important culture was and to focus on that um, and to focus on time outside of work together and and focus on um, the different things that um, people are passionate about. Um, and so that, that if I could go back and know that, that would be it. No, I love that though. But I think that brings it back to what we were talking about, right? You, you can't really build a team that respects each other unless there's a culture unless there's something that they're becoming part of. I joke around in some of my workshops about as a brand, we have to create that culture, right? That community, that identity that we're inviting them to be part of. Mm-hmm. But it's true for the internal teams as well. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. So let's look forward. So we have all gone through massive transformations in the past few years. We work in different ways, in different places with different types of roles than we did just five years ago. If you were going to look in your crystal ball and see where we're going five years from now, 10 years from now, what do you see in the future? Where do you see us going in terms of the things that are gonna become essential for managers to know and do and provide to their teams? Uh, I'd say flexibility. Um, I mean, folks have gotten a taste of working from home um, and the flexibility that that lends them. Um, and so it's gonna be hard to, to have everyone getting back on board with coming back into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are definitely people that uh, want that, um, and, but there's a lot of people that are gonna want full-time remote or, or flex, you know, coming in on certain days um, and staying remote on other days. Um, and that also um, leads to you know retention problems. Um, so there's going to need to be a big focus on how do we retain uh, the talent on our teams. Um, so I, I definitely think those are going to be challenges that we're going to have to work through, um, and especially uh, at, at Swedish Smash in the future. So oh, and I don't think you're alone, right? I think, yeah. like you said, really no matter what industry or organization we're with. People are demanding different things. They're demanding more flexibility, and I think that's going to be really important. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, anything else that you have top of mind that you'd love to share with those other business leaders, professionals, entrepreneurs, managers out there? Um, I'd say, lastly, um, you know, the going back to the connections and and the respect, um, get to know your team. Um, have that mutual respect for each other. Uh, let them know that it's you know a safe environment, and encourage them to speak up um, because our teams have great ideas, uh, and they'll help us to grow um, and go in in different directions that we may not have been going in. 
Um, so I think those are really important. Great. The people that we work with every day might be a untapped source of inspiration right? yeah. and innovation. So Yeah. And have fun. And have fun with it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> if you're not having fun at work, there's something wrong. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for sharing your experience with us, helping us take that one step closer to that ultimate team environment that we want to create, that culture, that community that we want to build for our organizations, our brands, our teams. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. (laughs) Terrific. All right. So you guys, I hope you got lots of information, took lots of notes on your sticky notes for that. I am so looking forward to bringing you another guest expert in our next episode. So stay tuned. And if there are specific topics that you want to hear more about, that you want me to bring you expert advice and perspective on, let me know. Reach out to us. You can reach out to us at support at maryzarnecki.com. And we always love to hear more about what you want to hear from us. So with that, Mary Zarnecki signing off, and I will see you on the next episode of Sticky Note Marketing.